This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today. As I was telling my guest, I've never had a guest on that has talked about this, and I'm pretty sure I'll probably never have another guest on who can talk about this, especially because this gentleman is in the Guinness Book of World Records. So, you know, and now I have had another person who was in Guinness one time, but it was for something totally different. Um, but please join me in welcoming Howard Berg to our program today. Welcome, Howard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Lots of fun. We are going to have a ton of fun. So let me tell people just a little bit about you and then we'll jump into this. Howard Stevenberg is recognized as the world's fastest reader thanks to the cutting-edge accelerated learning techniques he developed that turn information overload into information assets. Respected internationally for his contribution to the learning process, he is listed in the 1990 Guinness Book of World Records for reading more than, get this folks, 25,000 words a minute and writing more than 100 words a minute. Howard uses his talents to train you on how to stay on top of the information your success depends upon. So again, Howard, welcome. We're going to have fun and I'm going to show the audience and you how it's done. So you won't just hear that I do it, but you'll probably go 20 to 40% faster before this is over with good comprehension and retention. Right. And, and of course, that's the key is comprehension and retention because we can all pick something up and skim it. And two minutes later, it was like, I read that. <laughs> and, and so it is about actually retaining and comprehending what we're reading. But let's, let's go. Think one funny thing on that. Is that okay? I don't mean to. Do- oh, no, no. I, go, I, was please. With, I was with Dick Cavett about 30 years ago when MSNBC launched. And we got to be friends. He and he, he interviewed me like you are. And then we afterwards he he sat for about an hour with me and we were chatting. And he said he interviewed Woody Allen, and Woody had taken Evelyn Woods and read War and Peace in five mm. minutes. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Evelyn Woods. And he said that's amazing. He said, what do you remember? And Woody said it's about the Russian Revolution. And that's all I remember. And now with speed reading, it really was very ineffective for learning. Right. And I fixed the guy who owned Evelyn Woods. Paid me to train his son in my system. He says, I went past speed reading to learning. So one of the things we'll do today is emphasize, as you said, it's much, I'd rather see you go 100% faster with high comprehension than five times faster and know it was a book about uh, biology. That's really going to help you very much. And that might not even be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So Howard, let's go back a bit because this just fascinates me. How is it that you even got into this? You know, it's not like you woke up maybe as, as, you know, a second grader and went, I'm going to be the world's fastest reader. How is it that that you found this as your passion? Well, when I was younger, I lived in the projects in Brooklyn, which was not a good place to live. There's a lot of gangs, very, mm-hmm. very violent. And there was one safe place in my whole neighborhood, the library. Gang kids would rather be dead than caught in the library. Right. right. So I read a lot. And it was the only thing I could do. My mom would say, go out and play. I was like, are you out of your mind? You know what? We, it was like Beirut. It was terrible. It was, I, seriously. I had a knife to my throat. I was hit with bats. My dad was pistol whipped. It was really bad. So um, I had college reading when I was 11. Then I went to college at 17. I majored in biology. I went to the State University of New York, Binghamton. Well, my junior year, I read a book about the brain. And I said, that's what I want to do, psychobiology, the biology behavior, not psychotic biology. That's a different. Different, different. <laughs> so I told the dean, I want to do a four-year psych program and, and the bio program. He says, well, you're in your last half of your junior year. You haven't had one course. You have to do a whole four-year curriculum in one year and take six science courses at the same time, two four-hour labs, and it took 16 hours to do a lab report on a slide rule. Mm-hmm. So it was 40 hours of lab, 18 credits of science, 
and had three part-time jobs. And he said, you, you're not smart enough. There's no way you can do that. Well, I figured out how to get faster as I learned about the brain. I got up to 80 pages a minute. Mm-hmm. I did the whole program in one year. And then I took the graduate record exam in biology because you take it in the first half of your senior year and I hadn't had any psych courses yet. I was in the middle. So I got I read 48 books in three nights, like biochemistry, cell physiology, genetics. I got three questions wrong. Mm-hmm. I was in the 99th percentile in the world. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, is it me or is it what I'm doing? Right. So I started a school. I got kids 11 to 15, taught them my system, mm-hmm. gave them a 30-chapter book in lifelong developmental psych, which is a sophomore course in college. Right. They were 11 years old, right? Heavy duty in one week. One week. And 15 out of 18 passed the AP test. Wow. Full credit after one week. I said, now it's now this can change the game for businesses and students where learning is so important. And right. that's what I'm doing now. I'm showing people what I accomplished and how it's done so they could do it too. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll talk in depth, you know, about this, but, you know, the Guinness thing just fascinates me. Um, so, you know, just a quick synopsis. How did that go? How did you, how did you do that? The short answer is I read faster than everyone else, but that's <laughs> That's it. That's how you do it. You do the yeah, short That's stuff. how you do it. But, but to, um, they don't check out the records. You have to prove them. Most right. of the records, mm-hmm. they have one newspaper article or a TV reporter. I had five, at that time, I had five different cities, five different TV reporters who tested me, mm-hmm. and five different other cities with five different newspaper reporters who tested me. So I had 10, mm-hmm. 10 reporters from 10 cities, five print, five video, and I sent it to them, mm-hmm. and it was consistent. And they said there wasn't any way you could get 10 people right. in the media to lie for you in 10 different cities. Not Maybe back then. Because of one, but you can't mm-hmm. possibly have done that in 10 cities. So they said, you actually had more evidence for your record than any of the records we've ever done. They wow. were reluctant. They said, mm-hmm. we don't know how to prove this, but you know, you've given us so much evidence, we can't discard it. And that's how I was able to get it. Wow. I, I love it. You know, and, and it is something that is, is it's, it's a tool that is so important to everyone, um, you know, and, and as we were talking before we started the program, you know, I cringe when people don't read anymore um, because I was brought up reading. My parents thought that it was extremely important. And some of my very first memories that, that I treasure are of my father reading to me. Now, he left school at about eighth grade. Um, and so his reading level was not very high, but he read every single night. I mean, that was just how he ended his day. He read Westerns, you know, he loved things. And, and, and so he would, you know, read for several hours. And that was just kind of how he ended his day. But he would read to me. And, you know, then it got to a point, obviously, where I could read past the level he could. So I would read to him. But it was, you know, I started reading when I was very little. And so I think that's part of why I like reading so much. And, and uh, you know, and, and the, for people who, who don't read, obviously, we can catch up. Um, you know, it's, it's not, well, you know, I never learned how, so I just can't do it. Might take a little bit longer, but we can read and, and we can learn how to, to build up our comprehension because of course it is so important in business to be reading about what the heck is going on in the world and in your industry. Well, you made a good point. You said it's a tool. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I, I don't like to read. I like to learn. I'm going to give you a quick example. About 15 years ago, my wife wanted to go to Hawaii. I was lecturing on cruise ships. They had a cruise, and they didn't want speed reading. It was like, what do they want? They want Photoshop, photography, Mm -hmm. and video. So my immediately said, well, I teach that, which I didn't. But I learn fast Mm -hmm. because I can read. To me, reading is a screwdriver. I don't get excited over a tool. I get excited over the results. So I read 10 books on Photoshop in three hours and learned Photoshop. I didn't know it took four years in college. Mm-hmm. The next day, I read 10 books on video in three hours and learned video. Because one book, maybe they got it, maybe they didn't. 10 people doing what you need to do, that's a plan. Right. Mm-hmm. I read 10 books on photography in three hours. Then I went to the cruise. I did this in three days. I went to the cruise. 
And I was like, please let these people be 90 years old and not know what a camera is. That was my <laughs> ideal audience. And there are people like that on cruises. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First man walks in, he says, hi, I'm a professional photographer, 38 years. Oh. Teach photography. I came to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second guy comes in, he says, I've been using Photoshop for five years. I hear you're an expert. And my wife's sitting in the front crying because they said if I didn't do it, they throw us off the boat. Not in oh, the water. No. That's sure. And so for a week, I'm teaching these people Photoshop, video, photography, which is what they've been doing for their whole lives. And at the end of the week, they were like, how many years did it take to learn that? And I couldn't say I learned it last week. That's what it's about. Imagine you're in business. I had an 84-year-old read three books in three hours the day after I taught her. So let's say, and she was a normal person, but let's say a business person's busy. They can knock off a book and say three days, maybe 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. That's a new skill. Every three days, a new business skill, like photography or communication or writing copy or communicating or negotiating. Every three days, a new skill. Let's say it's 100 skills in a year, every year for the rest of your life. What would that do to your business, your productivity? your ability to expand it to new areas and connect dots you could never connect before. That's what it's about in business. It's about knowing the laws, rules, and regulations. It's about the technology that's changing in your industry and the other technologies your industry is dependent on, like mm-hmm. software. It's knowing the, like the current events that affect and impact your business, like right. the trade war in China might affect a lot of companies. They really need to know what's going on in detail, not just the broad mm-hmm. brush strokes, but specifically is their product targeted mm-hmm. and how much is it targeted and what's the outcome going to be. So to me, reading is essential to be able to perform, but you don't get paid for the time you spend learning. Right. And in some industries like war and uh, medicine, you have to keep your license current. Mm-hmm. And the time you spend getting those credits, you don't get compensated. No. Cut that time in half. Mm-hmm with better retention and understanding. Right. Now, all the time that you got back, you could either use it in your business mm-hmm. or with your family, but you get tons of time back and the quality of the data you need to make the decisions. To me, that's an indispensable tool right. in any business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I joke on the program a lot that you know, as small business owners, we only have 28 hours in our day. You know, and, and, and the point is, we don't have nearly enough time to do what we need to do. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. We just don't have enough time because part of it is we have to rely on others to do some of it. And, and that's okay. I mean, I still want to hire somebody to do my taxes, but I should be able to know, okay, what's going on? You know, I remember years ago when I was working on my master's degree, one of the classes that we had to take and, and this was a, a communications master's degree, was video editing. And it was very fascinating, but I thought, this isn't anything that I'm probably ever going to do. And, and you know, so I put my little hand up. I was kind of like the kid, you know, why am I going to use algebra? So I said, you know, I, when am I ever going to know this or need to know this? And the instructor, very smart man, said, I might not do it myself, but I need to know enough so that I can direct someone else to do it and make sure they're doing it correctly. And that's where that knowledge comes in is knowing, okay, I'm comfortable turning it over to someone else because I know they're going to get it right because I know enough about it. And that's, that's where we get in trouble as business owners is we have someone else do something for us and you know, we're not skilled enough to know if they're going to do it correctly. And then a lot of times they don't do it correctly. That's a very good point. And the beauty of this is now you have so many skills. One, you you still, you're correct. You still want to delegate things that are outside your core competency. Like I've got someone doing, I know how to do a website and I know how to do a lot of things that I'm outsourcing, but they do it better than me because that's their core competency. I make the new programs. I do the workshops. I do the public speaking. That's not something I can delegate. That's who, that, that is the business. That's where my time should be, growing the business, not being the business. Right. And too many business people are so busy being the business, the business never grows past where they are because it can only go so far with one person making all the decisions. 
it, a business is like a person. It evolves. Mm-hmm. You go from the single entrepreneur, and then you only go so far, and you start delegating. Right. Then you only go so far, and then you start bringing in the CFO, mm-hmm. the COO, and all these other people who are going to take over a chunk of the responsibilities that give you more freedom to grow to the next level and then go public and go to the next level. And for some people, they sell at some point and it's, that's as far as they want to take it. And then they turn, they turn it over to the next team that's going to grow it. But you can only go so far as an individual and it takes a lot of information to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, We've kind of we've uh, you know talked about this the fact that it's that reading is not you know it's it's a tool, but it has to be fun. It has to you have to do it because you love to learn. Sometimes it's because you have to learn. Yeah, we'll be honest about that. But you know it it and and it has to 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 be entertainment. I mean you know we also read for fun. Um, you know, or we should, you know, I, my husband in particular, he's one of those people, we have a library in our house because he loves to read. And I don't get to read nearly as much as I would like to because I don't have time. So see, mm-hmm, this is where this is going to come in because I want to read stuff that's, that's enjoyable too. You know, I have business books. I love reading about business tools, techniques, things like that. But I also want the escapism of reading, you know, the newest Janet Ivanovich or James Patterson, but I need to, you know, it's like, like I said, you know, I've only got 28 hours in my day. So Howard, you know, let's, let's just kind of start. You said you're going to teach us some of these. Yes, so yes, let's yes. jump in. Personally, I, I stick to the nonfiction myself. Mm-hmm. When I'm relaxing, I'll watch a movie. I read right. the Lord of the Rings in like a couple of hours, the whole mm-hmm. thing, but I enjoyed the movie more because some of those names were unpronounceable. I know. Well, and there is the visual name. They all had a name that was like 70 letters with no vowels. Uh I couldn't pronounce them. (laughs) So at least when I saw the face, I knew who it was. Oh, that's Gandalf. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. First thing is how do we read faster? I think that would be a good starting place. When this podcast ends, I want you to get a book that you've read. So the only reason you're confused is your speed is too fast. That's how you know. If you already know what's in the book and you don't know what you're reading, that means you're reading too fast. Mm-hmm. Read for one minute. Use a timer. Maybe you have a smartphone or a smartwatch. Time yourself for a minute. Just read normal. Don't do anything different. Okay. And see how far you get. And at the end of the minute, take a pencil, mark off where you went. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an assessment. That's how far I read in a minute. <clears throat> now I'll go to the second chapter. And I want you to use your hand and have your eye follow your hand one line at a time. Mm. As your hand goes across one line at a time, left to right. Now, here's the key. Read as fast as you could comprehend, which means as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker. Till you don't know what you're reading. That's when you know you went too fast. Okay. Slow down just enough so your comprehension comes back. And for five minutes, top speed, one line at a time, eye following the hand, continually moving. Now go back to the first chapter where you tested yourself. And for a minute, read with your hand as fast as you can comprehend. And you're going to be astounded. You'll go 20 to 40% further just doing that one step. It's that easy to start. It takes about two and a half hours to go 100% or more. And then another 90 minutes or so to maximize comprehension, which I think is more important. That's the next thing we're going to talk about is how to understand, which I think is much more important than speed. But this is something, by the way, many of you have kids, teach this to them. There's a 70% dropout rate in two-year college and a 40%, 50% at, two, at four-year college. And we want our kids to have a future. And the way the world's going right now, the only ones who are going to have a future are the ones who can think. Mm-hmm. The right. simple jobs are disappearing. The AI is going to take over almost everything on the low level. Complicated. Driving a truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it, the writing's on the road, whether it's 10 years from now or 15 years from now or five years from now. We can see that computers will be driving the trucks mm-hmm. and doing the cooking and the factory work. Everything will be automated. So people who don't have good skills, they're going to be sitting around wondering, what am I supposed to do? Right. There is no more easy jobs available for anybody right. and it's going well, to be people who can think that are going to be employed 
And a lot of people, excuse me, we're going to go off on a little tangent here, are going to have to change careers because their job um, is, is, you know, it becomes automated or, you know, goes elsewhere. You know, let's let's be honest. You know, there are things like that. Yeah. track tapes don't sell very well anymore. So, you know, as, as we're reading and we're using our hand in the text, I don't have a, a book handy to be able to do that, but it, it, does our hand help our eyes to focus? What is the purpose of the hand? Yes, it keeps it engaged. If you see something interesting, you don't stop and read it over and over again. You're wasting time. I just want to say one thing because you brought up an interesting thing about um, retraining. I'm actually going to be training the Wounded Warriors on September. Oh, yes. I have that in my notes. <laughs> September 7th. I recently trained the Special Forces, and they told me 20, the 22 young people in the Wounded Warriors are killing themselves every day. Mm-hmm. I said, why? They said they can't find jobs. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I could train them on how to learn. They can go back with the GI Bill and get a job. Right. Learn a skill. They said they have no money. They can't pay you. I said, I'll do it for free. My dad was a Wounded Warrior, and I know how important this is. So, um, if you know of any wounded warriors that need to be helped and want to be helped, send them to Berg Learning, B-E-R-G-L-E-A-R-I-N-G, berglearning.com. And we have a click-through, and it's free. It's a full for just the wounded warriors. Now, you can go there also. I have resources for you, free lessons and stuff. And I also have a coupon, DEB10. If you decide to get something that will help you, you'll get a 10% discount. But right now... Wounded warriors, please get the word out. If you know people who are wounded or you have a a network, can you email them? Let them know about this so we can help as many of them as possible. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to. Well, and I'm a, I'm a, you know, this is the first time you're doing the program. And so I'm assuming that, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll be offering it again um, because we have people who, you know, might be listening to this program several years after we record it or once a year. Okay. I was going to put it online, but then I like, if they give the link out, anyone could get my program for free Mm -hmm. and I lose my intellectual property, which is, so it was a, how do I benefit these people and not lose control over my intellectual properties? Do a live workshop once a year Mm -hmm. and the people who come get it and then they can't steal it because it was one time. Mm -hmm. And that was, and that was the only reason. Otherwise I would, we live in a very, unfortunately, People have a low morality today, and and if you put something up there yeah. like that, you'll get it lose. for free. They're going to try and get it for free. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just unfortunate, but I didn't want to penalize the people who truly could benefit and needed it. So that's how I balanced it. And we'll we'll mention this again at the end of the program because I think it is so important. My father, you know, has uh, had a purple heart also. So yeah. But great. Okay, so you know, we're we're going along with our hand. We've increased our our reading. Now what? Comprehension. I think everyone would agree it's more important to understand than read fast. If they had to choose between the two, fortunately, you can do both. Mm -hmm. And I will show you two, three things about comprehension, if that's okay. Yes. First, how it works, then a demonstrate, then what do you actually need to learn? And then we'll do an experiment to demonstrate how that actually works in real life. Is that okay? Perfect. The secret to comprehension is in a single word. It's called schema. Schema is a big word. What it means is what you know already. And I'm going to demonstrate how it works when you read by giving you a passage with no schema. And watch how confusing it is. Easy words. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. It doesn't have a lot of depth or meaning right now, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put one word on, a title that has schema. And watch out, instantly, it makes total sense. Just one word. Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This could be a major mistake and cost you quite a bit of money. I'm teaching people where these clues are when they're reading. So they're going two, three, four times faster with better understanding because these clues are like the decoder ring that make the meaning pop. Would you, would you like to know what to look for? Yes. <clears throat> Five things. A lot of people in business and school tell me, I don't know what I'm looking for. The book is like this big. 
I can't learn everything. What am I trying to find? And then tell them, it's just five things. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know what they are? Mm-hmm. First is vocabulary. Okay. 80% of any new topic is learning words. Which words? Usually, if it's a good writer, they'll make those words look different by bolding, italic, mm. they'll underline, they'll be in color, they'll be in a glossary. They want to emphasize it. Look at this. It's different. There's a reason it's different. They want you to look at it. What's the word and what does it mean? That's first thing. Second, any name. Who's in your book and what did they do? Mm-hmm. Person and accomplishment. Third thing, and this is very important in business, any number, date, statistic, or formula. What is it and how is it used? <clears throat> Fourth thing, in most nonfiction, there's headings and subheadings separating the topics like file folders do in a file cabinet. What are the five main ideas in every section? And lastly, any questions and answers? And here's a little extra. If you have a textbook which has questions at the end, read them first. When it get to the end and say, oh, I didn't look at that. Mm -hmm. If you know ahead of time what they're expecting you to know the answers to, then you'll know when you found it that they expect you to know it. Mm -hmm. And you'll focus on it more. So if you know every word and what it means, every person and what they did, every number, date, statistic, and formula, and how to use it, the five takeaways in every section and every question and answer, what else would you need to know? Right. You know, and I think one of the important things that, that I'm getting from this is that you're not reading word one at the very start all the way to word the final word. Consecutively, and and of course, that's how we were taught to read. You start at the beginning, you go to the end. Um, you know, and and I love the fact that you you just pointed out. You know, if there are Q and A, because I read a lot of of books that that have that. You know, they've got the chapter, and then at the end of the chapter, it it will say. You know, maybe it's a block of text, maybe it's set off, easy to find. In this chapter, here were the key points, you know, or something like that, and then I go through it. Right. So. I love this. You know, so what you're saying is I skip to the end of the chapter, I read the key points, and then I go back because they're going to describe them in more detail. And here's how that works for your brain. I'm going to do an experiment, and I'll demonstrate why this is successful. Look around you at everything colored blue and make a mental image of it, everything around you. Mm-hmm. And close your eyes and try to remember everything you saw colored red. You can open your eyes. Your brain said, wait a minute. Right. Said, blue. Yeah, there's, there's nothing red. So blue got bigger and brighter and louder, and everything, including red, got dimmer. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the mall and there's thousands and thousands of people you don't know, so mm-hmm. you ignore them. And then you see your friend or your husband or your neighbor. You had to see everyone. Mm-hmm. That didn't make any impression on you to right. see the one you saw. But the brain is designed to emphasize things that have relevance. Mm-hmm. So the face that mattered popped out of the thousands of unfamiliar faces. Mm-hmm. The information that you're searching for pops the same way the face does uh-huh. in the mall because that's what the brain is designed to do, emphasize things that have relevance and significance in your life. So if you have a purpose or a goal, those things are going to look more important to you. And even though you're reading quickly, they pronounce, they look like they're bolded to your unconscious brain, like the faces in the crowd, which allows you to go very quickly and still find what really matters at Mm -hmm. the same time. Right. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the end of the chapter said, you will learn these three things. Then when you went back and read the chapter, your brain went, oh, look, there's one of those things. Exactly. Yay. (laughs) It's easy to do. You could see how that would help anyone in a, in a business situation, you don't have to know everything, but you have to know everything you need to know. Right. And that's one of the things I teach them is how to figure out what's important. Mm-hmm. Too many people spend so much time trying to find what's important, they don't have time to learn what's important. Mm-hmm. They used all their time up finding it. Mm-hmm. So I, I reversed it. To me, it's a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. I use reading to find what I need. I use brain-based learning to figure out what I didn't understand. Like I read the calculus book, but I don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Not the same as reading now. Mm-hmm. I read it. I still can't do this. I need to learn it. Mm-hmm. That's a different skill than reading right. it. Mm-hmm. 
and I need to remember it, which mm -hmm. we'll cover in a moment, so I don't forget it when I need it. Mm -hmm. I also need to be in the right state of mind to mm -hmm. use it. Let's say I'm teaching you to drive, and you're ready for your road test, and you failed the road test. Why'd you fail? I got nervous. It was a test. Mm -hmm. That's a state problem. So we're going to cover all that in today's mm -hmm. podcast, how to get in the right state, how to remember, and a lot of other things as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's let's do state now, you know, because I love this because it was actually something that that you know I wanted to make sure we covered because that's probably one of my biggest problems is you know the right state of mind focusing on on what I'm reading. You know, if you can't tell by now that I'm kind of like the squirrel person, you know, and and so that really is a lot of my big problem as I'm reading. I get distracted. You know, and, and so, you know, and, and maybe it's, it's because I'm not in the right state of mind, the right frame of mind to be reading all of those various things. So let's, let's really talk a lot about that. Do that. Um, I'm going to begin with a quick sidebar. When I was with the special forces, they're very well trained. Mm -hmm. They have bad days like the rest of us. We have a bad day. We work late. Right. We have to change our vacation. They have a bad day. They get wounded or killed. Mm -hmm. Or somebody else does. Mm -hmm. or somebody else does. And I said to them, you know, You've been trained, but if things go wrong and you don't have the right frame of mind, you won't remember what they taught you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going I'm to give you a couple of tra uh, strategies for this. But first one is the single best question you can ask when things are going awry. Now, I told it to them, but it works in business because I've decided business is about fixing problems. Mm -hmm. Go in with 20 ideas for today and you get two done and the other hours were spent on things that weren't even on your map when you walked in in the morning. It's just the way business works. Right. And if you're gonna let it bother you, you can't be in business. No. So here's the best question. Would you like to know what it is? Oh, definitely. What's the next best thing I can do now? Now, why is this happening to me? This isn't fair, which too many people focus on. Your brain is a computer. It'll only answer the question you ask. If you ask, why am I a failure? It'll tell you. Right. You, you, get, you think about failing. How can I be successful? It could do that too. So what's the next best thing I can do now? Here's where I want to be. Here's where I am. How do I get there? And it says, if you use that question whenever something goes awry in your day, it'll give you a lot more solutions than problems. Mm -hmm. So I want to also show you how to create a state. Okay. The state I'm going to work on is re of energy. Sometimes we have long meetings and our energy starts to drop. Or you go to, a, like you said, you got a master's. Mm -hmm. So you probably went to work all day and went to class that right. night. And you got and, tired. And I, I, I definitely faded as the day went. Exactly. And you can't, when you're in class, you got to wake up. Mm -hmm. Or you're taking an exam or you're driving home in traffic. So I'm going to show you a way to wake up instantly without coffee because coffee is okay but the problem with coffee is you can't drink it late at night or right. keep you up mm -hmm. actually what it, people don't know what it's doing but caffeine stimulates the release of your natural sugars mm -hmm. and it gives you a rush but then your brain thinks you're having an, a diabetic incident mm -hmm. so it triggers your insulin right. to mm -hmm. lower it and what happens is your adrenals are stimulated first and then your pancreas and they're fighting one another. And that's why a lot of people will end up with diabetes as a result because they're going up and down with their sugar level. And what happens is it drops lower than it started each time. You have to drink another cup just to get back to right. normal. Mm -hmm. It won't be necessary anymore. I'm going to show you to get energy. Okay. Now, we know the left side of the brain controls which part of our body? The right side. And the right controls? Right. Mm -hmm. the, the left yeah. side. <laughs> well, you said because you got a microphone, but our audience stand up. Okay. You can't stand up because you have a microphone. You could do it like I am. I'm going to be sitting. Mm -hmm. Take your left hand and touch your right shoulder. Take your right hand, touch your left. Alternate. So it's like the Macarena without okay. music. But it's also a brain massage because you're using mm -hmm. one side and then the other. Mm -hmm. Same thing, left hand or right knee. If you're standing, uh -huh. right hand to left knee. And you'll notice you have to think a little more because mm -hmm. both sides of your brain are active now. One's moving right. and one's moving your hand. Mm -hmm. Raise your right hand and squeeze your thumb and say this like you mean it. I feel great. I feel great. Yes, with passion. Pull your hand down. Yes. Yes. 
We're going to do three sets of these at my speed. And when you're done, I'll show you how to wake up using this whenever you need it. Okay. Start with the shoulder taps. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Knees left to right, right to left. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Raise your hand. How do you feel? I feel, I feel great. Yes. Yes. A little faster this time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you feel? I feel great. Yes. yes. Last time, as fast as you can go. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you feel? I, I feel, feel great. great. Yes. Yes. Do you know what happens when you do this three times? Your your adrenaline goes up. Sort of, but nothing really happens. I'm going to show you how to make, make it work. It's a joke. You're correct, though. You, it does. It just looked funny. You're right about that. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because you are right. Um, if you do it three times, it won't change anything. But the latest studies show habits take 90 days mm -hmm. to form. And remember Pavlov, he rang a bell, he fed a dog. He rang a bell, he fed a dog. Eventually, he rang the bell, the dog drooled. You don't want to drool. No. Your bell is, I feel great, yes. Mm -hmm. Every time your adrenaline goes up, you feel more awake, you went, I feel great, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, 90 days from now, you're in an important meeting. You don't want to tap your shoulders. You're going to look really strange. Mm -hmm. But you grab your thumb and you say to yourself, I feel great. Yes. And why don't your brain going to remember? The, 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 the big times mm -hmm. felt great doing this. And it's going to come back. It's mm -hmm. like a bell and drooling. And the same way you could learn to focus, concentrate, even ignite genius, which will be a future class we'll do, how to be a genius. It's actually a learnable skill. So what's happening now is we're able to create states. So here's a big business question because we have a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. What state do your prospects and clients need to be in to use what you're giving them successfully? And what states could stop them from doing it successfully? For example, if I trained you to drive and then taught you to stay relaxed during the test, how many more of my students would successfully Passed the road test. They not only knew how to drive, but how to not get flustered during the exam. And most of us are leaving that piece out. And so we have a lot of people who are failing to perform what we gave them. And it isn't because we didn't give them good information. We left out an important part, how to be in the state of mind to successfully implement what you were given. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, can I can I digress a second on my reading program and talk yes. about how I use this? Definitely. As an example. Mm -hmm. Years ago when I first started, I, I was having a problem. There's a transition period. When you're reading the way you normally read, there's like a voice in your head talking. Mm -hmm. You read about as fast as you can hear the voice. Right. That's how fast mm -hmm. people read. When I'm reading, I'm seeing more of a movie or a picture. Ah. You think about it, your eyes are cameras, so we're using our eyes to listen to a book, which is inefficient. If we could take it in visually more, which is spatial and analog, we could take more in quicker and better. Mm -hmm. There's a transition between listening to a book with your eyes and seeing a book with your eyes. And what turns it on is confusion, because your brain can't process the way it's been processing it looks for a way to handle the data, mm -hmm. and it shifts it to the other part of your brain. Mm -hmm. But there's about a 15, 20-minute period where it hasn't shifted yet, but it isn't doing what it used to do, so you can't read at all. And so people would get very nervous and frustrated and flustered and say, this isn't working. And we took DQ, and they're, the, the, what they're saying is, this isn't going to work. I'm a doctor. I'm a professional. I need to read technical stuff. And look, I can't read anything now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they don't learn it because right, they, they just set stop. up an emotional belief. So now what I tell them, and listen carefully to the words I'm using, you are going to get confused without 15 of forward pacing them. You are going to go through a transition of about 15 to 20 minutes where you're confused. You won't be able to read at all. But it's a good thing. The more confused you get, the faster the transition is from hearing to seeing. 
Mm. I need you to get confused. Mm. So you can relax as you're feeling more and more confused. You can feel wonderful mm -hmm. going for the first time in your life. The more confused you get, the better you're doing. Now, that's an induction. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is I'm forward pacing them and they will get confused and that it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. Instead of reacting with, oh my God, I can't read. It's like, oh. Oh yeah. This is supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen. I'm glad it's happening. It means I'm doing it correctly. And then they get through that brief moment of block Mm -hmm. And they come out the other side reading 100, 200, 300% faster. That's an induction. That's an emotional intelligence skill. Mm. Think about in your business where there's a block, where there's a, where there's a speed bump. Mm -hmm. And often there is because it's a new skill. There's a, there's a point where people hit a wall. Once they get past it, everything's great. But when they hit that wall, what are you doing to get them on the other side right. without feeling this isn't going to work. Once they're in that state, you've lost them. And so this is what I'm talking about. It's not in any business books, but I'm sure you can see how in almost every business, there are times when people need to be using these kind of language patterns to move people past the barrier right. without the anxiety and stress that could help hold them back. And then they come and say, I want a refund. You're you, you didn't give me what you promised. It didn't work. It, did, it does work, but not if you're in the wrong state of mind. That's an EQ problem. Does that help? It, it does. You know, and, and, and I think that's one of the things that people struggle with is, you know, how do you get through that? You know, so if you're working with someone and they've hit that wall, how, how do we get them past that? You forward pace them. You tell them what's on the other side of the okay. wall and how much it's going to feel good mm -hmm. and how wonderful it's going to be and all the benefits they're going to accrue and that what they're experiencing is a transition that's a necessary one mm -hmm. to go past. That is what the wall is. It's a transition. It's nothing. It's a, it's a speed bump in the, in the pathway of life, taking you to a more successful and productive and happy life mm -hmm. so you can relax as you're experiencing this temporarily minor speed bump, and this is what it's going to feel like. And when you're feeling it, you're going to know that, it, yes, I'm getting past the speed bump. This is what I'm supposed to be experiencing right now, and it's going to be wonderful on the other side. I can't wait to get to the other Instead of I'm never going to get to the other side, it's, I can't wait mm -hmm. to get to the other side. It's going to be so great. And that's how you move them past that speed bump. And if more people would do that in their businesses, they wouldn't experience the emotional barrier that's, that's keeping them from succeeding at what you're giving them. You'll have more referrals. You have more repeat customers. People say they're wonderful. It, it, they made me feel so good. And everything worked out exactly like they said it would. Right. And we aren't doing that in most of our businesses. Right. Because no one's ever thought about this as an issue that could be addressed. And when well, you look, you know it is because right. you've experienced yeah. it. And, and it seems kind of counterintuitive. You know, we're not wanting to tell somebody this is going to be hard because. No, 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 no. Never say hard. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a barrier. Okay. So that's no, one of the things. This okay. is going to be fun. You're going to experience this like weird sensation for a short time. And it's going to feel really funny when it's happening because you're going to know when this is over, it's going to feel so good. Right. Never say it's going to be hard right. because then their brain is, Oh God, right. work. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> it, it, you, you know, so yeah, we need to remove those negative words. We shouldn't say it will be hard. It will be a struggle. It will be difficult. No, because you're right. Be then the it's going to be easy. It's going to be an experience you'll remember for the rest of your life. And the benefits that you get as a result of this are going to be so wonderful. You'll thank yourself for just dealing with a couple of minutes of slight discomfort for a lifetime of success. Right. Always frame it, in, and you're not lying to them. You no. really aren't. I mean, if you tell a, a, a person she stay relaxed during the road test, you're going to have a license to be able to do whatever you want for the rest of your life, focusing on that instead of, oh, my God, I'm being tested. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm testing you right now so you know you can do this. To see how well you're doing, 
I'm testing you. And look how relaxed you are. And I want you to squeeze your thumb right now. You're feeling so good while you're driving. So good. So relaxed. So wonderful. And I want you to do it one more time. And, I want you, and, and you do this like for five or six of your lessons. Now when you're taking your road test, anytime you want to feel the way you do now, the way I'm testing you, just gently squeeze your thumb. Right. And you're going to feel so good and so relaxed and know exactly what to do. Do you see how that, instead of, oh, my God, I'm having a test. Mm -hmm. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. That's EQ. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, from a business perspective, so many people get, you know, they, they get very nervous before they do the pitch. You know, the, the here's why you need to buy this from me thing. And, and then that nervousness translates, nervousness, yes, that nervousness translates into almost talking them out of it. You know, well, you know, and, and so instead we do, we need to relax and, and get comfortable and show them the benefits. Um, you like know, a book that shows you how to do that? There is a book. It's not my book. But there's a book by Donald Moyne, M-O-I. NES. It's called Unlimited Selling Power. Mm. I've read it. I don't read many books more than once. I've read this eight times. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly powerful. He's talking about how to sell like Porsches or you know, when you're going to sell a quarter of a million dollar Ferrari, there's a lot of buyer resistance to right. a million dollar purchase. And so he's showing you strategies for eliminating the emotional fear and block for making the right decision. Mm. And it applies to any business and any product. He chose that because it's a high-ticket product with a lot of anxiety. So usually for most of us, let's just selling mansions, mm -hmm. you know, a $60 million uh, condo in Manhattan or something. For most of us, our products aren't $60 million. I wish. <laughs> and so, it's, so it's even easier. But Donald Moyne, M-O-I-E-N-E-S, you go on Amazon. It's a wonderful book. Mm -hmm. I'm friends with Dan Kennedy. I know a lot of our... Listen, is no Dan. Dan and I go back about 30 years. We used to lecture with Zig Ziglar together. And he also said that Moyne was a big influence on right. his marketing strategy. So for those of you who are entrepreneurial, you definitely want to read that book. You want to learn my system for learning it. Mm -hmm. And, you and want comprehending it. Mm -hmm. For, for mm -hmm. handling EQ situations in marketing, which you brought up very brilliantly. And I'm glad you said that. It made me think about that book. Well, and it is all kind of a matter of perspective. You know, for, for some business people, if you're asking them to spend $100, that could be a huge portion of their monthly budget. I mean, you know, you, you never know. Today's and, economy, a lot of people are making right. 8 to $12 an hour. Yeah. And they have college loans to pay for it out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, asking them for a hundred is like asking someone else for a million. It so is. It, it is, you know, you, you are going to use the same techniques. Always. And with me, what I do, I'm going to say berglearning.com. I, I just think most people don't do In addition to having a team that gives them support, if they can't fix it, I do. I get online with them on Skype if I have to. I'm a Rotarian. As I told you, mm -hmm. and I work with them one-on-one -on -one to make sure they learn what they paid for. And right. if I can't give them what they paid for, I give them their money back. I don't think you should get paid for not doing your job. I think if someone says, look, I did what you told me and I'm having a problem, then I want to know what the problem is for right. three reasons. One, I want to fix it. Mm -hmm. Two, someone else might have that problem. So now I know it's something I have right. to address in a future program so it doesn't have, mm -hmm. ever happen again. And I'm doing this 35 years, so most of the problems have been solved. Right. And, and none Third, of us I, I don't want to make a refund. Right. I want to make a sale, and I want it to stick. You know, there's two sales in every sale. There's the sale and the stick. Mm -hmm. You don't keep it. You didn't make a sale. Right. And the way you get a stick is you actually give them what they expected. And so I want to know what's going on. I want to understand why there's a problem. I want to fix the problem, and I want to prevent that from ever happening again. <laughs> So when people get my programs, they know that they're going to get success, or they're not going to pay. Right. And I think that's a fair outcome to expect in any business. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, and, and then maybe there's the third sale, and, and that's the when they tell their friends. You know, and, and, you know, and, and that is, of course, one of the, the big things and, and why we use social media you know, and all those various things. You're completely things. right. I, you're correct. Referrals mm -hmm. and testimonials. Right. 
they matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, me saying I'm good doesn't really resonate as right. much I'm as like, you yeah, saying well, I'm good. Of course you're going to say that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's true, they're not going to believe it because they expect it. Mm-hmm. But when someone they don't expect it, like the past president of Evelyn Wood says, it's the best program I've ever saw. The guy who founded Sylvan Learning endorsed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's a lot better than me endorsing me. Right, right. And, you know, and that's the funny thing about word of mouth is we don't even have to know that person. But the fact that it's the unbiased third party is what's important. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, so that's, that's what's there. Let's what talk about memory. I was going to say, can we do memory? So we oh, know. Yes, we're yeah, now, Howard, how did you read my mind? I was going to say, let's talk about infinite memory. <laughs> well, we think alike. That, I don't know if that's scary or good. I know. That's, <laughs> oh, no. My husband would say, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> well, a funny one. I was in Minneapolis doing a workshop, and it was my anniversary, and I bought my wife an anniversary card in Minneapolis. And I came home, and my wife gave me her card. And she bought the same exact card in Texas that I bought in Minneapolis. We both looked at the card. It's like, oh, I gave you the wrong card. Yeah. And then I gave her the other card. It was like, we both bought the same card. And we were in different states when we bought it, which tells you how connected we were. It was the same sentiment, and we both resonated to the same in fact, it was yesterday was my anniversary, so mm. that's why it reminded me. But yeah, memory. Okay. I'm going to give you 10 things to remember. I won't show you how. Okay. It'll show you how, and instantly you remember it. This is important. It's not just a drill. It's a tool. You will use this in business. Okay. And one sidebar, you remember 10% of what you read, but 90% of what you say and do. So I'm going to have you and our audience say and do, because I really want you to learn this. It's this valuable tool in business. It's invaluable. And your kids can use this. Mm-hmm. In fact, they teach this to three-year-olds, and they learn it. So you ready? Okay. I'm going to give you 10 things. You won't be able to remember them. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, and bowling pins. Is it fair to say you don't know 10 things backwards and nope. forwards right now. Mm-mm. And you might make a couple of hiccups, but by the time we're done in three minutes, you'll know them backwards and forwards. The secret was discovered thousands of years ago by the Greeks. Take a list you know, take a list you want to know, and combine them, and it locks it in because the first list is already in your memory, mm-hmm. and it entangles with the new list so fast that it's effortless to learn the list. I'm going to presume that you and our entrepreneurial business-oriented audience can count to 10. It's a fair presumption, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to use those 10 numbers to learn those 10 things Ah. super fast. Okay. The number one looks like a pole, like a flagpole or a lamppole. When I say one, you say pole. Ready? One. Pole. Perfect. And if you're listening, do this with us. Two is shoes. How many shoes do you wear? Two. What's two? Shoes. One. Pull. Perfect. Three is a tricycle. How many wheels on a tricycle? Three. What's three? Tricycle. Two. Shoes. One. Pull. Perfect. Four is a car. How many tires on a car? Four. (coughs) So four is? A car. Two. Shoes. One. Pull. Three. Tricycle. And we're jumping on purpose. Your brain's getting it. You're getting smarter. Five is a glove. How many fingers in a glove? Five. What's five? Glove. What's three? Tricycle. What's one? Pull. Getting easier. It is. Six gun. They love them in Texas. Like a cowboy. Six gun. What's six? Gun. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Seven's lucky in dice. Mm-hmm. Seven's dice. What's seven? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. Perfect. You're almost done. Rhymes were, say, eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. Six. What do they love in Texas? Gun. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Nine. How many lives does a cat have? Nine. What's nine? 
lives of a cat. Okay, so it's cat. Okay, as I said, that would happen. That's how the brain learns. Okay, normal. Nine is a cat. Seven's lucky in dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. See the pictures are coming back. Your brain's seeing the pictures. Ten. How many bowling pins in an alley? Ten pins. One. Pull. Two. Shoes. Three. <laughs> Tricycle. Four. Car. Five. Love. Six. Gun. Seven's lucky in. Dice. Eight. Grimes with. Uh, skate. Nine. Cat. And ten. Pins. Give yourself a big hand. Yay! How does it make you feel? Cool. Great, great, great. Yes, when you feel yes. great, do that. You <laughs> gotta use it. This is a tool. Mm -hmm. A lot of us in business, we travel. Mm -hmm. You go on, and, then, and after a while, all the hotel numbers, they like the same room. You uh -huh. can't remember the room. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm in room 314. Mm -hmm. How do I remember it? Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car. We use the pictures as numbers. Mm -hmm. Picture this. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. Can you see that in your mind? Yep. Tricycle, what number? 314. Tri I was going to oh, say three. tricycle, pole, car. <laughs> Sorry. That's three. also the value of pi in geometry, 3.14. Ah. So you can use it in science and math, history for kids, mm -hmm. in business room numbers, product skew numbers, due dates, percentages. We can, can take, and the 10 is the zero. Mm -hmm. So we could take any number now and string a bunch of pictures together. Mm -hmm. And when we play the movie back with the pictures, we remember the number. Right. It's a right. speed number memory system. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, the, the thing that I wanted to point out is as you were saying them, I saw a picture in my head. So I saw my cat. I saw my shoes that I have on right now. You know, and, and so that really did help cement that in my brain is, is I didn't see your hand. I saw what the object was. And you can use this for other lists as well, but you don't have to use numbers. You can you link it to something familiar and it locks it in just like that. And so now business people have a way to remember important data in a fraction of the time. And when I'm reading fast, I'm making these pictures. I have a number of memory systems. I have a whole program on this. And depends on the subject. Like I, I made my programs to be a tool chest. Mm. Everyone's not the same. You right. may be good at one subject that I'm not good at and bad at a subject I'm good at. And the way you learn something familiar is different than when you're learning for the first time. So I'm giving people these tools and saying, let's find the one that works for you in that subject. Mm -hmm. we, you may use something in, in reading a novel that someone uses in a math book. They uh -huh. use the, when the math book someone else uses in a newspaper. It works for them, not for you. But that's the way it should be. Everyone's right. different and has a different background. Mm -hmm. So rather than saying, this is the way you do it, no, this is the way it could be done. Let's find what works for you best in each topic. Because if I go to art history versus business, a lot of you will say, well, I don't know art history, mm -hmm. which is very different than something you do every day for 30 years of your life. Mm -hmm. And so it's still learning, but it's a different level of challenge and and so we don't want to use the same tool mm -hmm. we would use with is less challenge and that's right. what i've done i've created a flexible approach berglearning.com we have free lessons mm -hmm. and they're welcome to try them and then put in deb 10 and you'll get 10 percent off and if you need me to help you we'll, we'll make sure you learn this right. it's important to me i'll tell you can i tell you why i'm doing this yes almost definitely I'm a grandparent and I'm watching the news and I'm terrified by what I'm seeing. I see less opportunity for the young people. I see a world in turmoil that's on the brink of economic collapse and, and ecological collapse and it terrifies me. I had a young man who uh, got his master's in math at 19 with a 397 GPA, 4.0 at 16 in economics, teaching at Yale now as a professor. Another one passed the bar at 19. Another one did four-year college in six months. <clears throat> I just trained the Royal Thai Army. I'm looking around the world, and I'm like, we need to learn to fix these problems. A lot of people think it's about 
co uh, competition. The reason we've succeeded, they finally figured out it was cooperation. One person couldn't hunt a mastodon, a right. tribe could. Mm -hmm. We face global challenges. Mm -hmm. We all need to fix them. Each of us has something about us that's special and unique. My job is to bring that to full fruition by empowering them to learn it quicker and better so they have more dots on their map. So the 19-year-old who went to medical school might find a cure for, for cancer that I couldn't find. Right. Or Stephen in Yale could figure out how to balance our budget mm -hmm. because he's a genius now. Or the 11-year-old who was a C student who became an English professor at 22 because he learned how to do this. Mm -hmm. And so my job is to get this in as many people's hands as possible. I told the Green Berets, I'm trying to go to these third world countries and teach them how to learn so they have jobs and families and homes and mm -hmm. careers. They won't blow themselves up right. when they're making an income. It's the ones who have no hope and no future. So you won't have to kill them. Mm -hmm. and this is why I'm doing this. I'm trying to make a better world. I think it's going to come from learning and knowledge, not blowing people up. Right. And, you know, and we should always want to be learning, um, you know, and, and, and whatever it is, you know, maybe it's something that you have to have for business, or maybe it's just, you know, learning about, you know, some fascinating subject that's in another country. Um, you know, we should always want to be learning and stretching our brain, you know, and sometimes it's, it's like we need to be reminding our brain that it can work. <laughs> it's a good, you know, they did a study and they found people in their 80s who read had lower onset of dementia right. and Alzheimer's because they kept the muscle. Mm -hmm. kept it working. Right. Kept it working. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm 70. Wow. And I I'm, never would have guessed that. Mm -hmm. No, because I'm, I don't think 70. Mm -hmm. I'm, I live and act like I'm 50 or 40. I'm learning every day. I go to the gym. I, I work out. I stay busy. I'm learning something new every single day. And I feel this is my passion. It's I'm, I'm seeing what I've accomplished. And it's not what I've done. It's when I say accomplished, when I see these young people getting such incredible outcomes in Fortune 500 companies and the, the military and, and government agencies, I feel it's a responsibility. I found the cure for the cancer of the mind. Mm -hmm. And it's my responsibility, having found it, to let people know it exists. Right. right. And, and let's be honest, Howard, it doesn't matter what age you know, we are to start this. I mean, I learned today, and I'm <clears throat> years old. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I think that's what is, is so important about this. Start them at three. Yeah, yeah. I don't teach them speed reading. I teach them how to remember the list. Right. You know, and, and, you know, whether you're three or whether you're my age or whether you're in your age. Four-year-old, three books in three hours. My oldest student was 92. So oh, it's I not an it. age thing. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's the desire. We have to want to do this. And, you know, and, and, and that, you know, comes back to that state. We have to want to do this. And folks, it's fun. You know, I was doing some of, of Howard's online training classes. They're fun. They're quick. You know, again, we only have 28 hours in our day. So these have to be things that, that we can do pretty quick. And, you know, and it is fun. But, it has a purpose, you know, and, and I think that's the, the important thing is to remember that, that we do have a goal with this. And, you know, you mentioned it earlier, whether it's just to have more time for your business or for your personal life, why wouldn't we want to do this? So, Howard, tell us one last time how people find you online. It's Berg Learning, B-E-R-G, learning.com. There are some free lessons. Mm -hmm. Try them. When you decide to get it, and you will because it's such a good program, put in the coupon DEB10. You'll get a 10% discount. And if you need help, our support team will be there. And if they can't do it, I will do it. Perfect. Because mm -hmm. I want you to learn what you paid for. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in a training, let me know. I work with companies all around the world. I just did a big training in Thailand. It was, I, th I think I'll show you a picture. I, I trained the generals and the colonels and all the, uh, Oh, I'll get a picture real fast. I'll show it to you. That was exciting. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, here it is. Here it is. Okay. There. So that's me with one of the generals in Thailand. Oh, I love it. Very cool. Mm -hmm. It was fun. I got, I mean, yesterday I, I did a training near here and near Conroe, Texas. Which I enjoy wherever I go. 
going in the other side of the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was fun, you know. It's a different culture. People are. I love meeting people all over the world because it helps me understand how people think. Right. Oh, definitely. Because it it is. There's cultural differences. There's you know all sorts of things. So, Howard, what is one final thing you want to leave everyone with? Information doubles every six months. That's a fact. More is printed in a week than all of human history through the year 1800. That's why you feel like there's too much to learn and not enough time to learn it in. Reading quickly and understanding better isn't a soft skill. It's knowledge management. Mm -hmm. Your business runs on data, on connecting dots, on solving problems, on connecting current events to projecting how it will impact your industry. And so it's not about just reading a novel. It's about learning the data that your success depends upon. And half the time, you have more time to do other things that matter. And there's no way in today's knowledge-based economy you could be successful and not know. Every decision you make is based on one thing, what you know. I've read almost 30,000 books. So if I was an idiot, I'm well informed. Each of you has a lot of competitors. Mm -hmm. Either they're going to learn the next thing or you're going to learn. Right now, would you rather be Blockbuster or Redbox? Both of them found a way to sell DVDs. What happened to Blockbuster when the new idea came out, Redbox? They did not learn. They did not learn, and they're gone. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen to you. If you're complacent saying, I'm doing just fine, yes, you are. So did Blockbuster for a very long time. And then someone connects a dot that you didn't connect mm-hmm. and suddenly you're a dinosaur. What you're doing is no, you're an eight trap tape manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You're making vinyl records. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're an elevator operator. These things disappeared for a reason. You don't want to have that happen to you. You want to be the person who connects that dot. So your competitor looks and says, what just happened? We're out of business. That guy figured it out and we did. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. It's not the reading. It's the knowledge and the application of knowledge in business that makes us successful as business people. Right. I love it. Well, Howard, oh my gosh, we're going to have to have you on again because there I are like several that. we didn't even talk about. And so we need to do that. And, and this is great fun. This really has been so Next much time, fun. Show them how to write a book in five hours. Ooh. How I'm to sure. Yep. You mm-hmm. can learn genius. Genius mm-hmm. is a learnable skill. I figured out how to teach it. Cool. Oh, I love it. Can't wait to, to do this again. Um, you know, and in the meantime, folks, go to berglearning.com, and that's B-E-R-G. Um, in particular, you know, make sure you check out Wounded Warriors and promote that. You know, let other people know Please about that. Please tell them. Please it, tell them. It takes place in September of uh, this year. September 7th. September 7th of 2019. So if you're Both listening. 4 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Perfect. You know, and, and all the information is there. If you, you know, if you miss it for, for this year, you know, check back for, for future programs. Um, I am Deb Kerr. I've been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Howard Berg. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.